Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the Self-Empowerment Project today. We have some amazing guests that I am extremely excited for you to get to meet. Today, we have Megan Nolan, who helps overworked and overwhelmed business owners supercharge their energy and motivation so they get more done and still have time and energy to enjoy their lives. She's a personal trainer and yoga instructor with over 16 years of experience and is the creator of the Elevation Method, which is her unique combination of yoga, breathwork, and neurohacking techniques that get her students amazing results. Thank you so much for being here today, Megan. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. We also have the stunning Nikki Duval. She is a transformational empowerment coach, Reiki master for both humans and animals, as well as a certified energy healer. She has walked the path, so to say, healing herself from severe childhood trauma, addiction, narcissistic relationships, depression, and anxiety. Awaken the Divine You is based on service to others, helping you to recognize and heal your inner wounds and to learn to love yourself again. Moving through the negative, stuck cycles you're caught in, helping you to break free of all those cycles and learn to feel all of your emotions in the process, she holds space as you befriend and heal your ego, your soul, and inner child, allowing all of your inner selves to work in harmony together for your highest good. She helps you to biohack to the core blocks so your healing doesn't have to take years to see and feel the benefits of your inner work. Thank you so much for being here, Nikki. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here with you guys. Absolutely. We are going to have a fantastic show today. We are going to be talking about setting boundaries. This is one of the hardest things to do when it comes to empowering yourself because you've got to be able to stand fast to them. But there's also some steps that have to be taken before you can learn how to set your own boundaries. I'm excited to be able to explore all of this with y'all today. So let's get started. When did you really learn how to set a boundary? Let's start with Nicole. Um, I really started learning how to set boundaries around, I guess about three, four years ago when I really started going down my awakening journey. And it was probably one of the absolute hardest things on this journey that I ever had to learn. Um, it was through traditional counseling, through energy healing, and um, learning the methods of Reiki, and just through that journey of self-love that I came to start working on even setting boundaries, because I had no idea what a boundary even was. Um, with family dynamics being as they are for me and for uh, just the life that I've lived, there was never the opportunity to even learn what a boundary was or even how to set it. So it was a very, very challenging and difficult thing for me to do, especially because it brought up those fears of being judged, fears of making other people mad at me, fears of not being liked and not being loved anymore. So it was, it, it was very, very difficult. But once I learned to actually set those boundaries and hold fast to them, 
my life radically, radically started changing. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing. How about you, Megan? When did you really learn how to set a boundary? I'd say, interestingly enough, it was about the same time, (laughs) about three or four years. It was just over four years ago. And I have a very similar experience with that, that as someone who likes to help others and likes to give and had a hard time saying no, (laughs) I really was in yes mode all the time. And it really took me to a place of being so depleted and exhausted because of it, because I was just constantly giving, 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 giving. And then I got to the point where I was resentful and, you know, just worn out and just really brought me to a point of realization of, okay, in order for me to say yes in a really authentic way and show up the way that I want to be showing up and the way that I know I'm called to be and it is my true way, it will take me having a boundary of what I can say yes to and making myself and my health a priority and in that, you know, finding that inner empowerment of recognizing my own deservedness and worth and attention is should start with me and really filling that up first, filling myself up first, and then being able to say yes in a place of alignment and knowing that this is for the best and not just because I feel obligated or have a hard time saying no or whatever it is. So for me, it was very similar and really did lead to a huge shift in not only how I felt, but how I was showing up in my work with my clients and in my relationships, because it allowed me to take a step back and just recognize that I, you know, deserve that time and attention. And in order for me to really shine, it takes that, that yes to me first. And that's what it felt like to me. It was saying yes to myself and not just yes to everybody else, but yes to me first. And then being okay with that as well, which was another boundary to you know, really start to establish. But yeah, it's been a process for sure, but I'm glad to have these tools. That is amazing. I love how y'all both learn to say yes to yourselves. What is one of the first steps that someone can take to learn how to do that? <laughs> sure. I would say it is really taking a step back and looking at how something makes you feel. And it's really sitting with it within yourself of, okay, does this align with something that makes me feel like I'm taking steps forward or does it feel like an obligation? Does it feel like something that feels good to me and lights me up or does it feel like, I don't know. So I think it's really kind of sitting with that emotion and then recognizing that you get to choose where you place your focus. You get to choose what you're going to do and spend your time on. So I think that might be a good start. That's awesome. What about you, Nicole? What is something that really made you understand that you had to say yes to yourself first? First off, Megan, I absolutely love everything that you have said about your journey and everything like, oh, like I was getting chills just listening to it because it was so, so true and resonated so deeply on every level. (laughs) So thank you, sister. (laughs) Um, One thing that I would definitely like the first step is learning how to love yourself and be able to, like Megan said, say yes to yourself and what feels good inside instead of coming from a place of obligation to 
and that's across the board, family, relationships, um, friends, uh, even, even in your workplace, and that being able to just be aligned with your inner self and your higher self and allow that to come forth is, it is so, so crucial. And being able to really just put yourself first instead of putting everybody else first and like fill that inner cup before you try to start giving because we have to be able to receive as well. Thank you. So what are some basic boundaries that y'all have for yourselves in everything, your work, your life, your home? Let's start with you, Nikki. Um, some basic boundaries um, and some really good ones to even just start with is being able to just sit and ask yourself before committing to an event. So let's just take a, a family function, for instance. Um, say you've got a lot on your plate. It's been a really, really busy week. You get a call from your sister saying, oh, hey, we're having your niece's birthday party this Saturday. And it actually conflicts with some things that like Saturday was supposed to be your me time, your downtime. And you of course feel obligated to go because this is for your, your niece. And really being able to just take a step back and sit with it. Is this for my highest good going to this event that has been thrown at me last minute after this crazy busy week? And even if you have to say, let me check my schedule, I'll get back to you. Just so you can have that moment to be able to step back and check in with yourself before saying yes, before saying no, and just really being able to to sit with yourself and say, is this what I'm really wanting to do? And that goes for any, any event, whether it's family, friends, whatever, and being able to just really hold that, hold that response. Because of course the sister and the niece are going to be, oh, well, we really want you there and blah, blah, blah. Like it's not going to be the same without you. You get the whole guilt trip or somebody's going to be mad at you and that, but really being able to just sit with your decision because you need that time for self-care. So if you don't get that time, then what's the rest of your week going to, the next week going to be like, and the next week and the next week, because you never say no. So being able to really just take, take that time and say, I will get back to you when you're invited to something is one thing that really, really, really helped me to be able to just take that step back, like Megan was saying, and be able to commune with myself and say, is this really something that is for my best and my highest good? Do I really think my best? highest energy is going to come from going to such and such. And another really good one is um, being able to feel all of your emotions and being able to express them. And this is one where a lot of people, like we are taught at such a young age that it is wrong to express anger. It is wrong to express 
sorrow and grief and the, the not so good emotions and being able to express those in a healthy way while still holding a boundary with people when you're getting hit with resistance for that particular boundary. So that guilt that you're feeling because you're not going to go to your niece's birthday party, actually being able to allow those emotions to come up and be felt by you to allow them to pass through you instead of just shoving them down and holding on to them. That is huge for being able to strengthen that boundary going forward. And like in the workplace, it's another good, another really good one of areas where you can set or set and hold boundaries is how many times are, do you have your boss throwing like 50 things at you and you're getting overwhelmed. You have no idea how you're going to get all this stuff done, but yet it's all got to be done right this very second, of course, and being able to step back, hold that boundary, say, no, I've got X, Y, and Z to do. I cannot take on anymore. So either you need to find somebody else to do it, or you need to get more people in here to actually help. I cannot do it all. And being able to set that energetic boundary with your boss will keep you from getting dumped on time and time and time again. That is some wisdom right there. I I know just about every single one of us has been shat on by jobs and people that don't understand that it's important to be able to hold your own space. How about you, Megan? What are your thoughts? I really like the idea that Nikki had about having something prepared as far as a response. Cause a lot of times in the moment when we get things put on us, we get like, Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Of course I can do that. You know, but if we can take that little second and if you have that, yeah, um, let me take a look at my schedule and get back to you because I find out of obligation or a feeling of obligation. I'm often like, I default to a yes. And then I walk away and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> what happened again? <laughs> you know? And so if you're able to be like, just give yourself that little bit of buffer. And, and I know we've probably heard the like, no is a complete sentence because I find like for myself, I tend to be, you know, want to give all the reasons in the world as to why I can't do it. <laughs> so that's another one that I think is important. And that comes from that place of empowerment of like, I don't have to explain myself all the time, which for me, I tend to be like an over explainer. So <laughs> it's definitely something I'm working on. But I'd say one thing that's really important is having an intentional window of whatever amount of time that you can allot for it that feels good for you, whether it's like 30 seconds or 30 minutes in the morning to really intentionally get present with yourself in whatever form or fashion that is. Maybe for you, it's like meditation or gardening or yoga or dance or what have you, journaling, all of it, to really just get in that space of awareness of self. And so that, you know, that is your, your baseline for the day, because so much of obligation or, you know, without boundaries, we think, oh, okay, I got to check my, my Instagram, my this, my that, my that. and then you're, before you know it, you're doing all of those things and you haven't filled the cup, right? So whatever that looks like for you in the morning, I have found to be a very powerful tool for just being able to stand in my strength for the day. And it's also powerful because it sets the intention, right? And you can use that to, you know, focus on your alignment and whether that's, 
physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, just to really get settled within yourself. And that I think is a very powerful place to, to move from and being willing to, you know, honor that throughout the day, which is resulting in having the boundaries and holding them. So I think that's a really good place to start. At least it's been for me as well. Absolutely. 100%. I love the insight y'all have on setting boundaries. It feels like we're talking about a lot of stuff that folks don't realize is part of it. Being able to take care of yourself just from the start is a great place to start. What are some other things that y'all do to make sure you're ready to be able to uphold your boundaries in a day? Sure. There's an airplane going over, so it's going to be noisy. (laughs) It'll pass. Um, I think, you know, for me, I call them the pillars of vitality. And so it's, it's foundational stuff that sometimes we're really quick to brush off, you know, and it's like, making sure you're getting enough sleep, always one that tends to go, especially if we're feeling over, you know, over committed and all that. So sleep and, and water, healthy food, and then nurturing your body in whatever form that is for you. So again, it's like, you know, moving your body in whatever way feels good to you, because let's be real. We all spend a lot of time sitting down and a lot of time working on the computer and that can cause us to kind of close off physically and then move us into that like stressed protective position. And then we're not as open and willing. And so moving your body in a way that feels good for you. And then also being intentional about your, your inner state, whether that's the state, your emotional state or your mental state, or combining those two so that you can do things that really help you to feel centered and open and grounded and present and happy and whatever that looks like for you. I think those are really solid foundations that really help you to kind of build and maintain the boundaries. At least I found that to be helpful for myself and for my students that I work with. Wonderful. We always have to keep moving. How about you, Nikki? Um, For me, I always like every day, the first thing that I do is I go and put my bare feet on the grass and I do a some type of meditation to where I am connecting in with mother earth and the creator calling down my columns of ascension, releasing anything that is no longer serving me and going through and just like opening up my chakras and just aligning myself to my, my inner self, my heart, so that my heart can lead the day and not my ego. Because of course, we are all programmed from a very, very young age that ego rules. Ego is the one that drives us. And to really just be able to get into a state where you can allow your heart to lead instead of ego is absolute key for being able to live a more centered and heartfelt life. And that also allows you to tap into those aspects of, is this in my best alignment for me when you get those immediate like or spontaneous like pushes against your boundaries and that like you are already in a state where you can start reacting fairly quickly to okay is this in alignment no it's not okay no like it, it takes like two seconds to actually blurt out an answer instead of having to default to that response of let me check my calendar or whatever the case may be. But that like taking that time to step back is key in the beginning. And then you can kind of keep going forward with being able to just stay into that alignment. And of course, 
the more you're in alignment, the better life's going to be, the more you're going to be manifesting everything that you want and <laughs> all the good stuff starts happening too. So, um, that, that in initial meditation first thing in the morning and just getting my feet on the earth and grounding myself. Those are two things. It does not matter. Rain, snow, shine. I don't care what the weather is outside. That is the first thing that I do. And then I surround myself with things that make me feel good. Things that raise my vibration. And as you can see behind me, like I'm surrounded by plants. I've got my animals. I like, I'm, I've got my crystals. Like I'm always surrounded by high vibing, other entities and that, that really, really helped keep me on my path and help when I get out of alignment, I have gotten to the point where it's really, really easy to get myself back into alignment. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So what is some of y'all's biggest pieces of advice when it comes to setting your boundaries? Let's start with you, Nikki. Um, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I could give is no matter how hard it seems in the beginning, do not give in, hold that boundary, no matter how difficult it is. And no matter how hard that other person is pushing back and you can just explain to that person, if you feel called to, because like Megan was saying, we always want to overgive the information and that like, we want to explain why we said no, like a gazillion different ways, because we feel guilty for saying no. And that, but just even having that simple conversation of this is, you are pushing me past my comfort zone, or this is not in alignment with my highest good. This is not what I feel I need to do right at the moment. And just even leaving it at that, or if you feel like you have to explain, or they keep pushing as why, 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 why you can literally like, no matter what you do, you can't explain, but no matter what you do, hold that boundary, do not give in. And it's, especially, especially, especially if you are dealing with somebody who has narcissistic tendencies, because the, that is what they do. They destroy every little tiny essence of a boundary. And we all know them. We all know people like this and they are very, very good at finding the cracks in your boundaries. So in, while you're having this conversation with somebody like that, the more you are in alignment with yourself, the better you can become at getting aware or becoming aware of your, your cracks, essentially. And okay, here's where I need to shore up. Okay, well, they said this and this triggered this in me. So I need to shore this up a little bit, or I need to work a little bit on this aspect. And just being able to stay consistent will make those boundaries become easier and easier and easier. And then you can start sending, setting even stronger boundaries with people, but start small, start with something simple, start with something small that, you know, you can get your entire being behind. And once you get that, it is kind of like riding a bike. Once you get those first few times of, okay, I got this. I can, I can do this. I can do this. Then they get 
easier and you can start working on more difficult relationships and more different difficult aspects that you need to start setting deeper boundaries with. I love that it's not just a well set your boundary and forget about it. It's a well let's start with something small like hey I can't go to the movies this Friday because I'm going to take some me time. And it gets bigger and bigger to, hey, no, I can't make it to that family event. I'm sorry. You can guilt trip me all you want, but it's not happening. And I really appreciate you explaining through that. How about you, Megan? What is your biggest piece of advice when it comes to setting boundaries? Um, I have a couple of thoughts on that. So I think one thing that's really important when we are creating a container for ourselves is thinking about that next level, higher self warrior sage version of you and that has already like gotten to the place that you want to be yourself and thinking about how they would approach a situation and getting tapped into that inner wisdom like Nikki was saying and so really being able to operate with that as your framework and your guidance and so that you are in alignment with that because a lot of times we're so stuck in the ongoings of this experience currently that we forget that we have access to all of that wisdom all the time and so really connecting and and who would that person be how would they show up in this moment he she how would she handle this and what would that boundary look like for that moment and so you know beginning with the end in mind it's often said but really connecting to that envisioned self and as Nikki was speaking to in whatever form um, it works for you to really start the day that way intentionally and so I think that's a good framework to begin to create boundaries from But then I find in the moment, it's really powerful. And and of course, coming back into alignment is so key. And so one of the tools that you can do to use to do that and be able to stay present and stay grounded when you're in that challenging moment is something super simple, like just taking the soft, a very soft pressure and rubbing your fingertips together and really tuning in so that you can feel the texture of your fingertips and the, the lines on your fingers because it's very calming for your nervous system and it shifts you into a more centered part of your brain and activates your prefrontal cortex and it moves you out of that like stress frantic sort of responsing, um, responding. And so it allows you to hold strong and hold fast and really allows you to experience that centeredness that we want to be operating from, that we can so quickly get thrown from. So that's a really simple one that you can do rather discreetly. I mean, you don't have to do it up here. You can do it down here too. <laughs> you know, It's one of those things people can't really see you doing. So it's quite stealth. So I'd say that that's a helpful one. I love that. And thank you for sharing that. Um, because I know personally, when I start to have people come after me about my boundaries, like I dig my toes into the ground. It's like, hmm, no, I get grumpy about it. But knowing that I can just feel my own fingertips like that, maybe uh, keep a more level head. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so how would y'all feel about us taking just a couple of minutes to role play what it's like? From one of us pretending to be a narcissistic ass to someone else being able to really show off how to say stand fast by your boundaries. Okay. Um, so why don't y'all both come off me and let's figure this out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so how about this? I'll be someone asking y'all individually to come to a family event that no one told you about and it's been planned for weeks and if you don't come it's going to be pretty ugly so let's start with Nikki (laughs) Nikki if you don't come like 
this thing has been planned for months. Like, I know you're just hearing about it, but you really should show up. Like, it's not going to be the same if you're not there. And everyone's going to be so upset. Like, grandparents are going to be there. you got to show up. What would you do? Well, I actually already have something planned for that day. So I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be able to make it. And please give everybody my love. And like, if I would have known about it ahead of time, if you guys would have told me a month ago, whenever you guys plan this, then maybe I would have been able to, to actually make it. Okay, but can't you just cancel what you're doing? Why don't you show up anyway? I mean, if you've got plans, of course you've got the energy to show up, right? Well, no, I've already, like, these plans that I made, I actually made a couple months ago. So even if you would have told me a month ago, I may or may not have been able to make it. But at this point, I cannot cancel my plans. I've already given my word and my commitment that I'm going. So this is what I am energetically aligned to do. And I'm sorry, I'm just not going to be able to make it. That was awesome. Thank you, Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's go with Megan. What would you say if someone comes up to you and says, Megan, why aren't you RSVP'd? We're, we're supposed to be going to this thing. It's like next Friday. What's going on? Well, thank you so much for letting me know. I didn't realize it was happening because nobody had told me about it yet. So yes, one thing is, is that um, I have a bunch of stuff planned already. So I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I know it's kind of a big deal, but just give me some time to um, see, see what's going on that day. Well, we'd be really disappointed if you don't show up. Like, is there any way you can squeeze it in? Like, it's only going to be like six hours. Six hours is a big commitment right now. And so, yeah, I'm going to get back to you on that. And I I'm like feel so honored that you really want me to be there. And so let me take a look and I'll definitely get back to you. That was awesome. Both of you. I, I love how you both have your own way of deflecting while setting your boundaries. That's really empowering to see. And I really appreciate that. So are there any other thoughts we have about this right now that we want to talk about? I think it's a really important conversation. And I would say that it actually is really helpful to do that role playing, (laughs) you know, and even, and I just had a thought that maybe um, if you do have that sort of, I want to say getting stronger at setting and um, containing and maintaining your boundaries, that it might even be good idea to do a little bit of mirror work with that, you know, or somebody that you can just practice with, maybe your partner, maybe your dog, I don't know, you know, (laughs) so you can just practice vocalizing it and holding your ground and and staying within your response and, and not like, oh, okay, you're right, I should do it, you know, and just having that practice, I think would be really helpful. I love that. Absolutely. Nikki? I agree 100% with what Megan just said, like being able to actually just role play with yourself or in a mirror work or using your dog or somebody as uh, the other person just to be able to actually use that throat chakra and be able to voice your opinion. And being able to just really start small with it and just be able to build that confidence to where, you know, then you can start actually telling these people, no, (laughs) and it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in a, like these type of situations. I'm like, you can hold your boundary energetically 
even if you do have to, like, if you are at a family function and like how many of us as little kids, it was, well, go around, give everybody hugs and kisses goodbye, even though like creepy old Uncle Joe, like he just gives you a real, real weird vibe. And like, he never wants to let go whenever you go over to give him a hug, but you have to. And just being able to hold an energetic boundary, knowing that whatever he, whatever you're feeling because of that person or say, Aunt Jane is always drunk and blabbing her mouth and saying her like judging opinions in that at a function, just knowing that whatever is felt and said by these people has absolutely nothing to do with you. It is all on them. And if they want to be a rude nasty person, then it's all trauma that they haven't worked through that they're projecting outwards. It has nothing to do with you. And to be able to understand that, like you can be around them and you can just turn around and send them love and empathy and just wish them the most amount of healing possible that they wind up having a breakthrough on their own instead of you feeling like you have to take on all that whenever you have to be around them that is phenomenal advice and you're entirely right and i'm really thankful that we get to talk to y'all today and i wanted to know if anyone in the audience has any questions they'd like to ask you can turn your video and audio on, or you can just type in a question to these lovely ladies, Megan and Nikki. They are some very powerful mentors, and I'm really excited we have them here today to talk about this. Hey, uh, I really appreciate y'all detailing everything and going into setting boundaries, because that is such a huge thing, and y'all were talking about family. It is a real big thing. Um, you know, I'm clearly from the South, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a big familial thing where, you know, you kind of have to show up, you have to put up with people and whatnot. Um, what my question was is when you got to adjust the boundary, how do you do that? Like, if you've already set down a boundary, like, no, I don't want to come over or I don't want to see the event, but okay, yes, you know, I'll give everybody a hug, even if you don't want to, you know, kind of find a compromise. But you, you've now come to a point where you don't want to do that anymore. You don't, you, you're, you're ready to put down that second boundary. You know, how do you, how do you approach conversation to adjust that boundary? That's a wonderful question. Thank you, Dalton. Ladies? I would say, um, honestly, just go for it. When you feel like you are strong enough that you, you're to the point where, yes, you've compromised, you've gone to the family functions, you are not feeling energetically aligned to going to any others or whatnot, then you know what? Just go for it. Set it. They are going to push back and they'll be pushing back pretty hard, but You have to do what is in the best alignment for you. And if that means cutting, like if your family situation is so toxic that you feel the best interest for you is to cut off ties at the moment, then go for it. Absolutely. hundred percent. Go for it. You have to do what's in the best alignment for you. And if it is 
a very toxic situation. I'm sure you're dealing with a lot of narcissistic tendencies and that, and there's going to be a lot said, but keep that boundary strong. And if one day you feel like you're will you you are strong enough energetically that you want to potentially approach reconnecting and that then you can at that time but it's you don't have to that's the thing like we are so indoctrinated that blood is blood and that we have to be there for our families and that we have to be there no matter what like it's fam ride or die for the family you know what fuck that Absolutely. A lot of us have been born into families with massive, massive, massive generational traumas. And I know I, for one, am one that have been breaking a lot of those traumas and those curses, essentially, within my family. And I have had to set some very, very, very hard boundaries. And my boundaries keep getting stronger. Does my family like it? Absolutely not. But if they want me to be around, they hold fast to them. And as soon as they start stepping over those boundaries, I either speak up or I leave. So definitely just keep keep pushing it to until the point of where you either feel comfortable and they're respecting those boundaries or set the boundary of, well, I'm sorry, I need to remove myself from this, I, you can invite me. I may or may not come. It'll depend on if I, if I feel energetically called to go. That is wonderful advice, Nikki. Thank you. Megan, do you have any thoughts to share? I think that's super powerful advice for sure. And so I think if it's something that's new, if you're sort of up-leveling or reinforcing the boundary, then I would pick whatever modality to communicate that that you feel the most comfortable with. Because if you find, if you're being called out in person or if you feel better like talking over the phone or sending an email or writing them a letter or something like that so that you can communicate it in a way that you feel really good about. Because if you feel like you're gonna say that and then you're just gonna get attacked and put on the spot and that might make you kind of step back a little bit from it, then it's not gonna allow you to lay it down as strongly as you want. And so choosing a method and a modality that aligns with you so that you can really communicate it and lay it out for them. And then like Nikki was saying, that's when you can you know, take those next steps forward to follow through on it and reinforce it. But I think that at least for me has been helpful because sometimes if you feel like the in-person stuff makes you a little withdraw a little bit, then figure out a way that you can share that new information with them that really aligns with you and how you want to share it. That's amazing. Thank you. No, I was just saying thank you. I, I appreciate the information. That was, that was real good. And with that, it's about time to wrap up today's episode. Do y'all have any final thoughts that you really want to share? I just want to say thank you. And I think that's been a really great conversation to be able to really be able to share and really recognize how important this is and how it is one of those key components of us really nurturing and taking care of ourselves, and from that place of love and compassion for self, being able to have that container for what works for us and what doesn't. So it's been really nice to be able to brainstorm and, you know, chat and share ideas and also to get even more empowered from this conversation. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. And I concur with everything that Megan just said. So thank you so much for having us. And this has been an amazing, absolutely amazing conversation. Thank you.
Well, I would love for people to be able to find y'all. Why don't you tell us where we can find you? Let's start with Megan. I am on Instagram. My Instagram is I am Megan Nolan. And I do have a little free gift. If you want to do a 15 minute yoga session with me that allows you to connect to your big vision, embody that version now, and then express it in your life. I'll drop the link in the chat, but the, um, the link to get it is bit.ly forward slash elevate yourself yoga. So I'm going to put that in the chat, but I'd love to connect there and on Instagram. And if you have any questions about yoga or exercise, definitely reach out. I'm more than happy to answer them for you. Thank you again. That was awesome, Megan. Thank you. How about you, Nikki? Where can we find you? Um, you can find me on most of the major platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Spotify at Awaken the Divine You. And I also have a free gift for everybody and I'll post it in the group. Um, I'm offering a free 15 minute consult with me to um, talk about anything that you guys are needing help with, uh, you feel stuck with, um, if you're just wanting a quick energy healing, um, we can do that as well. That is beautiful. Thank you both so much for being here today. And thank everyone here for listening. Y'all are wonderful and the entire reason the Self-Empowerment Project exists. So if you'd like to find out more about me, Ren, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Your Cottage Witch. Or you can join us on the Self-Empowerment Project Facebook group at Self-Empowerment Project Club. You can find this podcast and more on Anchor.com as our main platform, and we have been able to branch out to almost everywhere else, including Spotify and iTunes. All right, thank you again so much for being here. We love you very much. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon.